That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy, like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. That's not just the sound of that first sip of Morning Joe. It's the sound of someone shopping for a car on Carvana from the comfort of home. That's a good blend. It's time to take it easy. Like answering some easy questions to get pre-qualified for a car in minutes. Talk about starting the morning right. Just like customizing your terms so your car fits your budget. Mm, mm, mm. Visit Carvana.com or download the app to experience car shopping the way it should be. Convenient. Comfortable. Ah. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to another episode of the Queer Contessa podcast, your shortcut to being more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. I'm your host, Lauren McGoodwin, and today's episode is all about quiet work. No, not the quiet work you were forced to do in elementary school. I'm talking about the new trendy phrases you're hearing everywhere, like quiet quitting, quiet firing, and now quiet winning. Together with Career Contessa team member, Aliyah Kamalova, we'll talk about why quiet work is making headlines, what we like and dislike about each term, and the impacts quiet work has on your career, emotions, and even your brain. And now this is the Career Contessa podcast. Hi, Contessas. I wanted to start this podcast, which is being published a few days before Thanksgiving, by letting you all know how grateful we are to you. We've actually grown our listenership more this year than ever before, and I'm 100% confident that it's because you all are coming back each week and you're sharing the show with others. So I just want you to know that it means a lot to have your support, and we're extra grateful when you click, buy, engage, etc. with the brands that advertise on this podcast that also helps us bring you the show each week. So also I thought of a little fun thing to do since it is a special week around here is to mix up the format. So I asked Aaliyah to join me on the show today since I always love her perspective on workplace trends. Hi, Aaliyah. Hi, so good to be here. I feel like I'm always kind of on the periphery or I'm the narrator and now I'm here. Yeah, you're in the hot seat. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Well, any fun Thanksgiving plans since again, it is like literally a couple days from Mm now? (laughs) Honestly, I am staying home here in Los Angeles and I am so looking forward to that. I think it's because I traveled a lot like in the past couple months and I was like, I'm just looking forward to not go to an airport and just chill. What about you? I know. Well, people who are listening to this that are at the airport, I'm sorry. (laughs) I know it's like crazy over there and I feel like everyone's getting sick this season on top of it, but I'm with you. I'm staying home. My mom is coming in town. She's got this full, like healthy version of Thanksgiving cooking, which is, I have to say every year she comes with like experimental recipes (laughs) and sometimes they go really well. And sometimes we're like, this was a miss. (laughs) I love that it's experimental because I feel like Thanksgiving meals are all about like, she makes this every year. They make this every year. (laughs) And 
She comes with a new so thing. So that used to be the thing. Uh-huh. Like we used to like come home and she would make like the same five things all the time. And my sister and I were, we just knew it. And it was mm-hmm. great. It was kind of like, I know what to expect. And all of a sudden she's gotten bored with that. She's sick of it. <laughs> and she's doing healthy versions of things, which again is fantastic. But sometimes they just like don't make the mark. So this year, one of her healthy items is, I don't actually know how healthy this is, but she wants to make cream spinach, but with coconut milk instead and wow. some other like a vegan thing. one yeah yeah exactly so we'll mm-hmm. see the only thing I've told her to please can we not change is dessert like my whole life we've made this thing called pumpkin pudding cake which is probably like oh, so the good. ugliest dessert <laughs> like it's not very pretty but it tastes great and it basically mm-hmm. has like yellow cake batter mix on the top so it's just yeah. not healthy obviously that's not the point of this holiday but really really good just very ugly <laughs> So hopefully you know, she won't I think mess it's going to be the new thing for like aesthetic Thanksgiving now is have you seen they're like charcuterie boards, but they're like butter boards. Yes. I think yes. that's going to be the new trend. I know we're talking about work trends, but I have a hot take yeah. on Thanksgiving table trends, which is I think there's going to be butter board images. There's also like other variations of it, too, because, of course, whatever like takes off on TikTok or Instagram. Yeah. So like this butter trend has now blended into like replace butter with whatever you want, mm-hmm. essentially like cream cheese. I actually really want to take a like charcuterie board class mm-hmm. because some people make them amazing. I'm hosting. It's not a book club. It's a podcast club in a couple weeks for mm-hmm. some friends of mine where essentially instead of reading a book, we have to listen to a podcast episode. It's like that's fine. as little effort as you could possibly put in to make it as an excuse to gather. Anyway, I want to make a charcuterie board and I'm like, feel the pressure. I'm like, shoot, yeah. I really need to get on Pinterest ASAP and find this. So, but yes, to your point, these butter boards are all over the place. That's what this episode's going to become. It's just yeah. our trends. Forget of what work we think. trends. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, it's true. People might actually think that would be more fun, but we should probably give people what they want, which is the work trends. Speaking of this quiet quitting thing, which unless you've been living under a rock and you haven't heard about this, it just like went everywhere. Like with anything trendy, we're starting to see a slew of other types of quote unquote quiet work take off. So I think we should discuss which of these trends we should keep and which ones we hope will fizzle out soon. Okay. So to start off, what are the three types of quiet work? Because I've definitely heard of quiet quitting first off, but what are the three categories of them? Yeah, the the quiet quitting, mm-hmm. and I'll just go over it really quickly just in case you guys haven't heard it because the truth is, is that quiet quitting has existed for some time, but it's really not until recently when the term was coined so you know succinctly. The reason why I also think it took off is because it's an alliteration. I have this whole mm-hmm. theory that like you rebrand something with an alliteration, it's going to take off. But simply put, quiet quitting is a lack of motivation to go the extra mile, and it's a disconnection from your workplace and your colleagues. And I personally think that's for a good reason. At Career Contessa, we definitely do not love this term at all. And instead, I think you guys would agree with me, but we see quiet quitting as doing your job without boundaries. So doing your job where you're focused more on the outcome and less on how much FaceTime you put in, for example. It's doing your job requirements without giving into the pressure of your employer to exceed expectations. And more importantly, exceed those expectations without additional pay and benefits. So My opinion is that quiet quitting has been sort of around forever, Mm -hmm. but the reason why people have made it sound like it's this bad thing is because we were almost hardwired to believe like we should give everything to work and work doesn't ever have to give anything back. So I actually love quiet quitting because I think it's good to do your job with boundaries. Money can't buy happiness, 
but not worrying about your money comes pretty close. That's where Chime can help you smile more. They were just named the number one most loved banking app. With payday up to two days early and fee-free overdrafts up to $200, they offer financial peace of mind in your wallet. All of this with no annual fees, large security deposits, or credit checks to apply. Your account shouldn't cost money. And with Chime, there are no late fees, minimum balance requirements, no monthly service fees, foreign transaction fees, and no transfer fees. Plus, Chime has over 60,000 fee-free ATMs and 24-7 live support with real humans. Chime's business was built on the principle of protecting their members and making managing your money easy. They never profit from your misfortune or mistakes, and everything they build is focused on actually improving the lives of their members. See for yourself why Chime is so loved at Chime.com slash Contessa. That's Chime.com slash Contessa. Chime is a financial technology company, not a bank. Banking service and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank or Stride Bank NA, members FDIC. Early access to direct deposit funds depends on payer. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. See Chime.com slash SpotMe. Chime was the 2021 number one most downloaded banking app in the U.S., according to Apptopia. Well, hello, I'm Katie Maloney, and you probably know me from a little show called Banner Bumber Rolls. I've been labeled all kinds of things, a bitch, a bully, and a mean girl. But there is so much more to a person than what you see on TV. Tune in every Friday as I talk to some of my friends and castmates, celebrities, comedians, medical professionals, and maybe some political figures. And by the time we're done, you're going to love me. So that was the first one. Let's talk about the next one that's been sort of making headlines, which is quiet firing. This is essentially a passive aggressive approach to performance management. It's not even like a slightly <laughs> passive aggressive, like probably very passive aggressive. But this concept can show up in different ways, both deliberately and maybe inadvertently. So instead of outright firing an employee, these managers might make the workplace really unpleasant, which would naturally encourage you to want to quit or look for another job. Your manager might neglect you through a lack of feedback or resources. So essentially, instead of just doing the hard thing, which is firing mm-hmm. the person, because it's it's actually hard to fire people. So a lot of times employers will just basically say, okay, we don't really want this person around, but you know, it would be easier is if they left us versus us having to go through all the paperwork to fire them. Mm -hmm. And I I feel like this one also like arguably has been around for a really long time. It has, it has, it just again, like got rebranded with the quiet name. So, and then the last one is quiet winning. So, you know, some people might dream of being featured on the Forbes 30 under 30 list or speaking at international conferences, while others, most of us who will never hit these, quote, glitter milestones of success are perfectly okay with that. First of all, like, that's fine. I don't need to be on Forbes 30 under 30. But this is an idea. I was first introduced to this, actually, when I came across a LinkedIn post. The guy's name was Liam Fallon. And he said, most people are working hard and quietly winning. Again, this took off because everyone loves this thing on LinkedIn. So mm-hmm. before you're like, oh, not another version of this quiet trend, this concept of winning quietly is something that might actually be worth holding on to. These types of people are okay to be behind the scenes, laying the foundation to help their team succeed without feeling the need to be in the spotlight. 
think of a silent winner as the person who wins without being noticed. One more note on this. This is actually, if you've read Kim Scott's book, Radical Candor, this is a similar concept that she introduces where she explains there are, quote, superstars and then there's rock stars at work. If you're in a rock star mode, you're a force of stability in your team. You're happy in your current role and you're most ambitious outside of your nine to five. You don't feel the need to go above and beyond and you're totally cool with that versus superstars, on the other hand, are all about wanting the new opportunities, being a change agent in the workplace, you know, finding ambition and purpose in their job. And again, now that I'm describing this, you can probably visualize these two different people. And I just want to say to all the rock stars out there, I want to express my gratitude (laughs) to you (laughs) since this is like a gratitude episode, because I think that they are the ones that need to be seen more often and appreciated more often. And for what it's worth, if you are listening to this and thinking, well, I'm one of these things or sometimes on the other thing, the good news is that you can shift between superstar mode and rock star mode throughout your career at any time. So those are the three types of quiet work that we're seeing a lot, quiet quitting, quiet firing and quiet winning, quiet winning, obviously being the most positive of the group. Yeah. I also want to add one that I just made up, which I think is tied to quiet winning. And I think I heard this on another podcast or I read it somewhere like, I don't know where I've heard it, but I I have like thought about it a lot, which is, okay, I'm making up this term right now, quiet goal setting, because there was like a psychological study done. And like, again, I'll like put it in the show notes. So I'm not like misquoting it or something. (laughs) But basically, whenever you say your goal out loud to others, you get a slight dopamine rush. And so your body reads it as like, I've accomplished this task. So say like you're writing a novel and you're like, yeah, I'm writing chapter one this weekend. And you're telling your friends. And every time you say that, because it's something you really care about and want, your brain reads it as like, it's done, check. So whenever you're sitting down to write that, you lack that enthusiasm. So your brain is just like, well, you already, I think, did it. (laughs) And so you feel less motivated. And I feel like there's probably a lot to say with like keeping your goals to yourself a little bit in general. But I always think about that now where I'm like, okay, I'm not going to tell 20 people I went to the gym. I'm just going to go because otherwise my body will think I already did it and I haven't. (laughs) So that's my new one to throw in. (laughs) I like that. And I think part of this is like we live in a culture that is obsessed with Mm oversharing, that it's almost like unique and special to come across the quiet winner at work or the quiet goal setter or Mm -hmm. the quiet person. And I think the flip side of this is that people who are listening to this might be like, well, what about, you know, the whole advice about don't just be heads down and think that you're going to get rewarded for your work. What about the humble brag? And that's the part of all this. I think that's hard is like, there seems to always be this flip side that can contradict it. And obviously, you you know, we're talking about extremes. You don't want to be the person who never talks about your goals or never talks about your wins at work. And so I just kind of want to put that out there. Like I'm not advocating for don't ever speak up. I'm also not advocating for the person who has to let everyone know every little thing they mm-hmm. did. I think there is a good middle ground here. And again, we live in the society that is so outspoken. So naturally, yeah, it feels like if you're not oversharing, then you must have nothing. And I actually yeah. think that people are starting to recognize like, no, now I'm actually more curious. What are your wins and what are your goals and that kind of thing? So yeah, yeah those I kind are of the, wonder how much of it is just like a cultural pendulum swing from like the lean totally. mentality of just like, you know, go in there and like show what you do. Show I think your work you're right. And, stuff. and now it's like, let's go the other way a little bit. 
I think you're totally right. I think, and it's interesting having like been in this career space for almost 10 mm -hmm. years, like the pendulum always does swing whatever extreme we're on. It's going to swing back. And, you know, you guys have heard my a metaphor a lot about glitter and glue and like part of that is so true and I've watched it happen and like I should come up with like five other examples of this just to like prove this point but I've seen it happen many times yeah and speaking of cultures how do you think that company cultures are contributing to all of this oh I think it's impacting employee engagement mm -hmm. which in turns impacts company culture obviously we all heard about the great resignation and as it continues to linger companies are going to find it even more difficult to attract and retain top talent even with this looming recession and news headlines about layoffs, there was also a Gallup poll recently of U.S. workers, and it found that the number of people who say that they are actively disengaged from their jobs is rising and now makes up nearly half the workforce. So that's not great. <laughs> but all of this does push companies to really consider what are they doing to engage and retain talent and at what cost. I was a little disheartened because I was looking for some data on this. And a recent report from Forrester suggested that in light of the uncertain economy, some companies may choose to decrease spending on employee engagement. They obviously are cautioning against doing that. There was a quote in there that said, quote, you will pay for it in labor retention and low engagement costs, the report said, and resist the urge to walk back work from anywhere policies, something Forrester expects 40% of hybrid companies may try to do in 2023. I mean, that's just so upsetting because it's yeah, I like would be going so backwards. Sad. I know to like have that flexibility and then taken away. It feels like a punishment. And oh, absolutely. And, and I, I feel feels, like it's not based on any statistics of like productivity or something. No, it's it's like they're trying really hard to get better employee engagement and in turn, you know, create a better work culture. But I can guarantee like you can't do the thing where you you take it back because mm -hmm. that creates mistrust in your organization also. And that's really not good for the company culture. So, you know, I'm predicting that the smart companies aren't going to obviously decrease their spending, but they're actually going to get more creative with what this engagement looks like, especially for the hybrid and remote companies and track the impacts more closely because we are not going to see hybrid work models go away. If anything, people who have been trying to take their company culture and like make it fit into a hybrid flexible schedule, the people who have been trying to make it fit in that are going to have to just basically say, okay, we have to start from scratch. We have to like help create a culture that wasn't kind of like taking this old culture mentality and putting it on this new workplace structure. We have to kind of start all over again. And I think those companies are going to win in engagement and retention. And I think also... One of the things that, speaking of company culture with all this quiet work, is that I really think that companies need to find a way to show employees how much they are valued, recognizing their hard work, creating new challenges, and celebrating successes often, because this recognition and gratitude will help create a foundation for a highly sought after workplace where people want to stay and might be a little less quiet, you know, with their engagement. I think one of the reasons why we're seeing quiet quitting, maybe not quiet firing, but definitely quiet quitting kind of take off is there's not a lot of gratitude from companies about and recognition mm -hmm. of your hard work. There has been this mentality of like, you just keep giving and giving, or you just keep upping the speed on the treadmill and what are you getting in return? And so right. I think people, to your point about this pendulum swing, I think the hustle culture, like people are over it and they are saying like, no more, which is why I don't think quite I think quite quitting is a bad term for sort of like this good thing that's actually happening, which is that people are 
putting themselves first. And I think that cultures and companies really need to recognize that. Anyone not know what that is? That's the best kind of notification. That's another sale on Shopify, the e-commerce platform with everything you need to run a successful online business. Shopify makes it simple to sell to anyone from anywhere. Whether you're selling t-shirts with cute little cats on them or digital business card downloads, start selling with Shopify and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. With Shopify, you'll customize your online store to your brand, discover new customers, and build the relationships that will keep them coming back. Shopify covers all the sales channels to successfully grow your business, from an in-person POS system to an all-in-one e-commerce platform, even across social media platforms like TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. And thanks to 24-7 support and free on-demand business courses, Shopify is here to help you succeed every step of the way. It's how every minute new sellers around the world make their first sale with Shopify, and you can too. I love how Shopify makes it simple for anyone to sell their products anywhere, whether they're eBooks or earrings. Shopify simplifies starting and running your own successful business. When you're ready to take your idea to the world, do it with Shopify, the commerce platform powering millions of businesses down the street and around the globe. Now it's your turn to try Shopify for free and start selling anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash careercontessa. That's all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash careercontessa to start selling online today. Shopify.com slash careercontessa. On the other side of it, like on the flip side, what do you think is the overall impact of quiet work on like the individual, on the employee? Yeah. So for quiet quitters, I think, you know, we can all agree they're probably less engaged at work. I think the positive is that many quiet quitters probably have a better work-life balance. They're probably getting much better at setting boundaries and combating burnout. There's probably a much more healthy shift of like, my work is here, my life is here. And I think that is good. I'm obviously a big fan of this like quote, good enough job. I can't say the same about quiet firing. I think that some of the signs that you can watch out for to see if you are being quietly fired and that it might be time to job search is, you know, maybe you haven't seen a salary increase after one to two years or a bonus or anything related to Mm -hmm. compensation for your work. Basically, other signs are you don't receive any meaningful feedback from your manager. So this means something like, A manager giving you feedback that you can actually use in your work to become better at your job versus feedback on your style. So style feedback is like, oh, you know, I really wish you would speak differently with the client or you would engage the client differently. That's feedback on your style versus like giving constructive feedback of, you know, when we work with a client, it's really important that we have to send these deliverables or whatever, something about like a skill set that you could actually change. Other signs that you're being quietly fired include your manager avoids engaging with you. You've been singled out to answer tough questions at team or company meetings, which might be a way of them trying to make you feel like you're not good at your job. And so it's like gaslighting it. So then, then you start looking for a new job. Your ideas are disregarded. You are not being challenged or given additional opportunities and projects. And the big one is you're left out of meetings, events, and or social gatherings that you used to be invited to. So you used to be part of them. These are all potential signs of quiet firing. Okay, let's talk about the more positive one, which is quiet winning. Regardless of the size of your accomplishment, you should take time to recognize it, relish it, and figure out how you can 
replicate some or all of the steps for future successes. So that obviously has a big impact on us and how we work and how engaged we are. One of the things I thought was interesting about quiet winning is that your brain's reward system will also automatically help you do this if you let it do its work. So this is because when you experience that dopamine reward, you're kind of like what you're saying, Aaliyah, Mm -hmm. your brain pays attention to what you did to deserve your quote, feel good moment. So this includes the brain calculating what's needed to repeat that action and move toward achieving your goals. The dopamine also plays a role in regulating your attention, learning and movement. So even better, you can easily boost yourself and your brain to prepare for more successes by celebrating your wins more often. So I think that with the quiet winner, they kind of get the best of everything here because they get to meet their goals. They get to continue to build their confidence by celebrating their wins and thinking about their wins, but they don't have to do it so loudly. And they don't have to kind of put that target on the back of like, oh, I'm the person that you should give more work to because that's just going to drive you to become the quiet quitter. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I know they're like just going over like the quiet firing, like kind of symptoms. I'm like, man, this is so rough because it's so hard to like get out of that as an employee or like call it out. And I don't even know if there is a way to like call it out. The employer wins in that sense, where if you do notice these quiet firing, it's like, okay, it's really difficult to call out a manager. Like, are you doing this because you want me to quit? And then it kind of the table turns and it's like, oh, do you want to quit? Go, go quit. (laughs) Well, so I actually had a manager who knew this, right? So Uh in one of my old jobs, so there was like the VP, my manager, me and all these other people. Mm-hmm. So after I left, I, I got coffee with my manager and he had already moved on to a new, new job. And I remember asking him like, why'd you leave? And he essentially, he didn't use the word quiet firing, but he mm-hmm. like knew that the guy on at the top wasn't very happy. wasn't like, and literally the guy could do no right. Like that's the big thing is like you, you kind of can just like sense it. I think your gut can tell too. And so he said to him, it doesn't seem like I'm the right fit anymore. I'm paraphrasing, but essentially it was like, it doesn't seem like I'm the right fit anymore. You probably need someone who is a better that can do X, Y, Z for you. I'm willing to leave, but this is the severance I would want. And basically Mm -hmm. negotiated like his own severance and exit plan. And they did, they took him up on the offer and they kind of figured it out. So both people were sort of happy because I think if you are being quietly fired, there might be this mentality of like, I'm going to stick around until they fire me. I'm going to make them do it. And to be honest, I don't think that's actually very healthy for you either, because then you're showing up to this workplace every day where all the things, right? So I liked that, I guess, strategy. And I know that won't work in every workplace, but I think it's worth having like a point blank conversation. Like, I don't think this is working anymore. I feel like I'm being left out of projects. I'm not the person for the growth moving forward. So let's discuss how, you know, I can get a severance and we can start that exit Mm -hmm. strategy. I also think at that point, you have nothing to lose by being a little bit like more honest and being like the cards are on the table. Let's not beat around the bush. And they might actually appreciate too, because sometimes maybe they're doing that and they're not sure like it's partially they're just trying to avoid that awkward conversation, you know, and there's a difference between being fired versus laid off, obviously. And, and so I would think it'd be better for your career also to kind of try to go that strategy. If, if you have the chance to do it, you know, like why not try it? (laughs) Worst case is still you're leaving the company like either way, most likely. Yeah. And again, you're leaving the company so you can go on and and find something else. So I, I think that's important. So, you know, from quiet winning to quiet quitting to quiet firing. I think quiet work is this pendulum swing that we're going to see in workplace trends. I think remote work and hybrid work has really brought this stuff to the forefront. I'm not mad about it. Like, I don't know. How do you feel? 
it feels right. Like it feels like, yeah, this is kind of where the work culture is moving towards. It doesn't seem unexpected. And yeah, I wouldn't be necessarily mad. I mean, quiet firing, I feel like feels like, all right, I feel like there's an easier way. We're just doing a long winded like, yeah. But overall, yeah, like I don't think it's that surprising that we're seeing this for sure. And I think that as people get laid off and they look for new jobs, they're going to be asking different questions in those interviews. I think they're going to be treating interviews differently. And I think company cultures, like I said, they have to be rewritten. You can't Mm -hmm. just apply, you know, yesterday's rules to today's workplace and think like, oh, somehow this will all mesh together and figure it out. I think there are too many people who feel like it's too much of a gray zone with hybrid work also. One of the things I've learned through this podcast and just career contest in general is like the more structure you can put in place and kind of provide in terms of like expectations or how things work around here. I think the more engaged people are because they know what, Mm -hmm. what success looks like. I think the more motivated they are to do their work because it's clear. I, I think clarity is also a big piece of this is like for the quiet quitters maybe they'd be willing to put in the extra work, but it was never clear where that target or that finish line was. It just constantly kept moving on us and it kept going again. The treadmill just kept upping the speed. And I think people are truly, truly done. And when you have a hybrid workplace, I think it's a little bit easier, Mm -hmm. quite frankly, in a much healthier way. So I think ultimately this is going to be that pain that we go through to get to the other side of creating the a little bit more balanced workplace cultures and structures. And so these are workplace trends that I think maybe took off in LinkedIn posts and things like that, but they make really good points. And I hope, I hope managers and companies are listening to them. Yeah, I agree. Well, thank you for listening to this episode of the Career Contessa podcast. Please consider supporting our show by clicking, buying, or engaging with the advertisers that help make this show a reality. We link to all of them in the show notes. If you're tired of feeling unmotivated at work, let us help you with our online course, Mission Motivation. You'll learn your unique motivational drivers and how to root out procrastination habits that are holding you back from progress. Link in the show notes to learn more. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.